That'd be great. Okay, he's in kindergarten. There we go. Okay, all right, sounds good. Well, we're going to jump back into our study tonight, and we're going to talk in 1 Samuel chapter 15. There is a story about a battle that takes place that doesn't really have a good ending, okay? Uh, Bottom line, a guy dies at the end of it, and he gets chopped up in little bitty pieces, Okay, yay, all right, doesn't that sound like fun? Uh, but that's the end of the story. Uh, so, but we're going to talk about the beginning of the story where uh, one of the people in the story makes a big, big mistake. Okay, and so we're going to have some help in just a second. But let's read 1 Samuel chapter 15 and three verses tonight. And then I'm going to ask everybody, to, uh, you guys to help me because I'll need three helpers tonight. And then I'll need all of the kids to help me by standing up and saying something really loud to all the adults. Does that sound good? All right, so uh, we're going to get everybody involved tonight. Uh, but let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 15. If you've got your Bible, 1 Samuel chapter 15, and the verses will be on the screen as well. But let's look at the first three verses, and then we're going to talk about uh, this story. Here we go. 1 Samuel 15, verse 1. Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek, smite Amalek, and utterly destroy all that they have. All right, now let me ask you a question. How much was Saul and his army supposed to smite? How much was he supposed to kill? Some of it or all of it? All, okay. Does it say all? Does it say all in the verse? Adults? says all in the verse. All right. He says smite all that they have. Destroy all that they have. Spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. Now, when we look at this story, we see three people in this story that are called out. Number one, we see a guy named Saul. Okay, now I'm going to involve guys and girls, even though it's three male figures here. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have guys and girls help me tonight. A little bit different, okay, because I need the help. Somebody, I need somebody to be King Saul. All right, you're going to be Genevieve. Uh, you're going to be King Saul. All right, so give me just a second, and then we're going to have, uh, let me have a guy, a, a guy that wants to help me tonight. Eli, you want to help? Eli or Levi, which one is it? Levi. Now, Levi's going to help me, and you get to be Samuel. Samuel, okay? And then I'm going to have Leah. Leah is our niece, and she's going to help us tonight. And you guys go ahead and come on up here, and you can stand right here. You can stand right here. So we got Saul, and Genevieve's going to be Saul. And then I got Levi here. He's going to be Samuel. And then Leah, if you want to stand right here, you can be the Lord. The Lord. Okay, now here's what each one of you guys needs to be ready to say. Saul, when he was told to do something, he said, I almost did. All right, so Genevieve, you need to say, I almost did. I almost did. Okay, there you go. All right, Zach, have you ever heard? Never mind. Never mind. Uh, But uh, almost did. And uh, Levi, you are Samuel, and you're going to ask Saul a question. You're going to look at Saul and say, did you obey? Okay, now look, let's look at this, Levi. Okay, all right, so here we go. I want you to take your hands. All right, go. Did you obey? Do it. There you go. Much better. Awesome. Okay, every time we talk about Samuel, you got to do that. Okay, you ready? All right, let's practice. Here we go. Go. All right, good. There you go. All right. Now, Leah, you're going to be the Lord in the story, and the Lord looks at Saul and says, 
obey me. Can you say that to Genevieve? Say, obey me. There you go. Good. All right. Now, now the people, all the kids, you guys get to be the people who are following Saul. All right. Now, here's what you guys do. Now, this is very important. Okay. Because what Saul did determined the outcome of the people. Now, remember, he's the king. They're following him. So when Samuel comes to speak to the people and he starts talking to the people, the people say, we were just following him. All right, so you guys, kids, you get to practice that. Ready? All right, so stand up. Here we go, kids. We were just following him. Go. We were just following him. All right, now sit back down. All right, let's try it again. Every time we talk about the people, it's going to be, we were just following him. All right, so the people. We were just following him. There you go. All right, so Saul said. Oh, you forgot. All right, I almost did. All right, I almost did. I almost did. All right, and Samuel asked the question. There you go. All right, and the Lord said to Saul, what did, he, what did the Lord say? Obey me. Obey me. All right, and she said, or King Saul said, I almost, I almost did. Samuel said, did you obey? And the people said, there you go. All right, so here's the story. There's three points on the outline tonight on your sheet. Number one, God required. God required. The boys and girls, moms and dads, adults, God requires our obedience. God requires our obedience. The Lord looks at all of our lives and says, what's the Lord say? Obey me. Obey me. And he tells Samuel to share with Saul and he says, hey, I want you to obey me. Verse 2 and 3. It says, verse 3, now go and smite Amalek. Verse 2, thus saith the Lord of hosts. When we get to this story, Saul was already failing miserably. Saul was already messing things up. Saul had, it didn't take long for everybody to realize that Saul wasn't as good of a king as they thought he was going to be. And so when we get to this story, Saul has already failed in several areas. But when we get to this story, it shows us the ultimate truth about Saul, that he was not learning anything, he was not going to be obedient, he was not going to do what Samuel had shared with him that came from the Lord. But the problem was very simple. He would not do what the Lord said. What did the Lord say? Obey me. And here's the thing for us today. The number one thing that you and I can do is obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. It's very simple. Obey the Lord. Now, here's the thing. God spoke to Samuel. Did you obey? What, what did Samuel say? Did, there you go. All right. Uh, God spoke to Samuel, who in turn spoke to Saul. But does God do that today? No. God speaks to us how? How does God speak to us, grown-ups? Through His Word, through the Bible. God speaks to us through His Word. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, A man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's Word is what shows us where to go and what to do. If I were to take a box of Legos and I were to dump them on the ground, and I would say, all right, now I want that to look like a beautiful castle when you're all done. And hundreds of thousands of pieces on the ground. You might look at that and say, I can't do that. 
I don't know how to do that. I, uh, where's the book? Where's the instructions? And it's almost impossible for us to believe that you're going to take that entire pile of Legos and make what it looks like on the box without the instructions. And the truth of the matter is God says his desire for us is that we would look like Jesus. And he gave us the instructions. He gives us the instructions on how you and I can look like Jesus. And that starts with the Lord looking at our lives and saying what? What's the Lord say? Obey me. me. It starts with the Lord saying, just obey me. D.L. Moody said, the scriptures were not given to increase our knowledge, but to change our lives. The scriptures were not given to increase our knowledge, but rather to change our lives. So, number one, God requires. What did the Lord say? Obey me. Obey me. Number two, we see that Samuel relayed. What did Samuel ask Saul? Did you obey? We see in verse number one, said Samuel also said unto Saul. Samuel is the one who was responsible to tell Saul what God had said. Samuel was the one who was responsible to share God's word, to share what God wanted him to say. And in our lives today, God gives us people in our lives to share with us what God says, to remind us what God has said. Uh, who are some, what are some examples of people that God has put in our life? All right, uh, Who has God put in your life, Raina? Your grandpa. All right, That's a good one. Kinsley, the devil does remind us of what God says, but he tries to trick us. Who does God put in our life to tell us what God says? Jesus. Jesus. Who else? Somebody you can see. Your parents. Who else? Mr. Joe. There you go, Mr. Joe. Who else? The preacher. All right. Who else, Will? Your grandparents. See, God places people. We could say our friends. We could say sometimes our neighbors. We, God puts people in our lives to remind us of what the Lord says. And what does the Lord say? Obey me. Obey me. See, God puts people in our lives, no matter if you're a kid or as a grown-up. God puts people in our lives to remind us that the Lord says, obey me. God puts people in our lives. But the question is, will we obey him. And sometimes God sends people our way that say what? Did you obey? Did you obey? Sometimes we're reading God's word and it reminds us, I haven't obeyed. Sometimes we're reading God's word or having conversation with a friend and it stands out to us that, man, I haven't been obedient. I I haven't. uh, When somebody speaks to us and they're sharing with us what God has showed them in his word and their devotions and we think, Man, God hasn't spoke to me because I'm not reading my Bible. Or somebody tells us about one of their friends or co-workers that they invited to church and they came and we think, man, nobody's come with me because I haven't even tried to invite somebody. You know, they talk about those ping pong balls they're putting in that board in the back of the church. And man, I, I can't put one of those ping pong balls in because I'm not even handing out tracks. I'm not inviting somebody. I'm not sharing my faith. I'm not sharing my testimony, what God's done for me. I'm not even obeying the Lord. But it's very simple We've been commanded to obey, but will we obey? And God sends people our way. And hey, church, sometimes those people are not our peers. Sometimes those people 
are younger than us that remind us that this is important. Uh, when they come, and I'll just be very honest, when they come and they sing louder than we do, and they sing like it's real to them, and we stand back and our pride says, you know what, I, I'm grown up. I don't, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to look like I'm, you know, like radical or something, like weird, you know. But sometimes our kids need to see. And I say our kids, these kids. Sometimes the kids in our church need to see some radicals for Jesus. Sometimes our kids need to see that serving the Lord is fun. That's why one of the reasons that we said we embrace different this summer. Hey, we, we said we don't want it to look like Wednesday night church. We want Wednesday night service to look more like kids' church than it does regular service. We want it to be fun and exciting and thrilling and be radically different than what we're used to. You know why? Because it's good for us. It's good for us to see that worship looks a lot different depending on what age you are. Worship is different defined by the place you are, the age you are. It can be totally different. If you were to go to Africa tonight and have service out in the middle of the jungle, you would not stand there with a hymn book and stand there still. There'd be some beat involved. There'd be some dancing involved. There'd be different cultural things involved because worship is different for everybody. And that's all fine. But when we look at this, we see that Saul was commanded by God. What did the Lord say? Obey me. God required. And then Samuel, what did Samuel say? Levi, did you obey? He relayed the message. But here's the last point. And sadly, number three, Saul refused. Saul refused. What did Saul say? You al- I almost did. I almost did. When the Lord said what? What did the Lord say? Obey me. And Samuel asked the question, did, did you obey? What did Saul say? I almost did. And what did the people say? We were just following him. When Samuel says to the people, did you obey the Lord, what God said? They said, we were just following him. And Saul said, I almost did. I almost obeyed. But what do we all know? If you said, if mom and dad came and said, did you clean your room? And you said, I did. what does that tell you, grown-ups? Yes or no? No. That's a negative. Yeah. Well, we'll what, put your hand down. Uh, but when we talk about, did you obey? I almost did. That's a no. See, obedience is black and white. There is no middle. Well, I almost did. I did most of it, Samuel. I, I just kept the good stuff. I, I know what you said about we, we should destroy everything, but I, I held back some of the good stuff. And he even had a good reason. But the problem is he did not do what God required. Here's the question, all right? Here's the question for us kids. How much do you have to obey to completely obey? How much do you have to obey? Do you just obey a little bit? Or do you have to do all of it? All of it. If I'm going to be obedient, that means that I have to do it all. That means when God tells me to do something, I don't just do some of it. I do all of it. 
And grown-ups, for us, when God commands us to do something, we don't go halfway. We're supposed to follow Him completely. Remember all those people who said, We love you, Jesus. How many were at the cross with Him? Just a handful. Hey, when things get tough, we prove if we're really who we say we are, don't we? When things get difficult, when hardships come, when trials happen, we can say, I love you, Jesus, in this room, but what about outside these walls? Do we say that we love him and live it? Or is it just something that we say in this room? It's just something we say because that's what we do in church. Are we living it out? James chapter 4, verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. We know what we're supposed to do, but are we doing it? Here's the sad part. Long before we get to Agag at the end of the chapter, we won't read about him tonight. That's the guy that got chopped up in little pieces. But Saul, after he did this, after the Lord said, what did the Lord say? Obey me. And Samuel showed up and said, asked Saul, what did he ask him? Did you obey? And Saul said, I almost did. Samuel looked at the people and said, did you obey the Lord? And they said, what? We were just following him. And hey, isn't it sad that God doesn't hold the crowd accountable for what Saul did, but the crowd had to accept the consequence of what Saul did. See, we think that sometimes our decisions just affect us. But sometimes we're close enough to others that others' decisions affect us. What, what happens if a Sunday school teacher falls into sin? Or a leader makes an error, commits sin, and hey, that has a reproach on other people. Other people have to bear the weight and sometimes the consequence of that action. But Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I love the quote at the bottom of the page. It's one of the greatest I've ever read and very applicable for tonight by John Stott. Greatness in the kingdom of God is measured in terms of obedience. Greatness in the kingdom of God is measured in terms of obedience. Tonight, are we like Saul? I almost obeyed. Or do we simply say, Lord, I'm going to follow you no matter what. I'm willing to carry my cross and deny myself because that's what followers of Jesus do. And I, wherever you lead me, I'll go. And I'll follow you no matter what happens. I'll follow you. Which one are we tonight? Are we more like Saul or are we more like a follower of Jesus? You guys can be seated. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your help. You can sit down. Let's pray together tonight. Father, we thank you so much for your word and thank you for the challenges that we have. But Lord, I ask that you please help us to examine our hearts tonight and ask ourselves the very simple question, am I obedient? Lord, there is no middle ground for obedience. We either are obeying you currently or we're not obeying you. But Lord, in those areas of our life where we fall short and we're not obeying you, following you like we should, help us to ask you to forgive us. Help us to turn back to you and follow you completely. Obey you fully. And Lord, help our life to be determined by how we obey you. Lord, please lead us in the areas in which we should go and help us to faithfully follow you, carrying our cross all along the way 
Wherever you lead us, help us to be willing to go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're getting ready to be dismissed. And-